dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions how's it going it's, it's going pretty good i feel like I, I solved some murders i put some some bad i don't know that i actually did put any bad people behind bars because when you fail they talk about how they're now going to go to trial at a higher court but if they're found mm-hmm. guilty do they go directly to jail i think they do, do so i, I do guess you, we i stopped some bad people did you stop some do, bad people do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. i mean i i definitely stopped some some bad people because every time i went in i was phoenix right so phoenix wrong <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're off to the races um <laughs> what did, what did what what did we play we played phoenix right yeah. wrong right finish right. right it's actually phoenix left i think i i keep messing this up i think the series is ace attorney but the first one is called phoenix right ace attorney and then the later games are like phoenix right something phoenix right something i think yep. right yeah this this one's phoenix right colon harvey birdman attorney at law yes okay i i'm glad we were able to clarify that because uh, there's like there's a lot of games in this series. The first Phoenix Wright SVU. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, uh, I'm sorry to say that they do get dangerously close to that later on. Um, uh, I, I fortunately did not quite get that yeah. far. But. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the original game. And then there's like a trilogy that kind of follows a like an overarching narrative. And then there's like a bunch more games in the Phoenix Wright cinematic universe, I guess. Uh, but we only played the first one for this. This is just number one, um, which is a PlayStation game originally. Uh, origi- so th- okay, there's an important detail. Um, this game is a listener request, which excuses everything I'm about to say. So this game originally came out on the Game Boy Advance mm. in 2002, which would make this year acceptable for it because that puts us yep. at 20 years. But in Japan. Mm. it didn't come to america until i think 2005 the reason i'm okay with it is the same reason i was okay with you playing do you play on your your ps5 yeah yeah so the the same reason i was okay with you doing that for this game was the same reason i was okay with us playing this game at all which is when they moved it from the game boy advanced to more powerful hardware they changed nothing so the graphics didn't some I mean that they smoothed out the graphics in the later versions because they're on big televisions, but like they didn't change the animation style. They didn't, you know, re-record the music with a London Philharmonic. Like it's I the, think, the game I think played the same. Have, I think they may have changed from the Game Boy, you said it was the Game Boy Advance, right? Originally. Yeah. Originally, yeah. I think that they which was was that the one with the flip, right? That with was the, the the DS. Oh, okay. Because I, I feel like that that. I, I looked something up on a YouTube video, and I feel like the menu may have changed slightly, you know? So, so the, the DS but, but, has two screens. Right. So, so the menuing is, yes, it is a tiny bit different, but, it's, but it doesn't the impact interface the interface is gameplay. the same, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, no gyroscopic just, controls or any of that crap. Like it's, right, yeah. It, yeah. It's just it's instead just, of it being on the second screen, it's now on your screen. And it's right. Like, all right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and again, I give this a pass because it's a listener request, so I don't care. It technically Woo! counts. Um so quick uh, summary <laughs> for this. 
So it's it's where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. That's right. Um, man, once listener requests can involve, all bets are off. Uh, yeah. So this game, it, if you've somehow never heard of the series, because it is like a huge uh, grandfather of memes in video games that make their way like all the way out to normal people. Uh, it's a visual novel. This is, I'm pretty sure this is our first visual novel, right? We've not played another visual novel. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's a visual novel that follows the adventures of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, right? So you you go around uh, in. A, they never tell you where you are. It's vaguely Japanese, also kind of American, European, right? And that matters because this legal system makes no sense, right? So no sense. So you cannot apply any of your like. I understand American law or I understand Japanese law because this is Phoenix Wright Universe law. Which yeah, I, I'm pretty sure is why they never say where they are. Right. No, they are in an alternate universe. Uh, because and and knowing what I know now, I think that if I played this when I was substantially younger, it would not have struck me as oddly. But knowing what I know now in general about, you know, law and especially because part of what I do is risk assessment. Right. You know, <laughs> is. It's, you know, like when Phoenix is, is walking in and he's, and he's just kind of like, oh, hey, none of the cops are at the crime scene. I'm going to poke around. It's like, don't poke around. What is what is wrong with you? And so, like, you know, at first I was like, I, I was afraid for like a Chrono Trigger moment where I was going to be like, am I going to, is all of this evidence going to be thrown out that I find here? Because no one knows that I found it here and I'm not legally allowed to be fine. I mean, I'm an attorney, not a, not a detective, you know, and I was like, no, no, that's not, that's not, they're not going to do a Chrono Trigger where there are just consequences like that. This is all part of the game. And so every time I, my, my brain went, objection, I had to say, overruled. Wait, wait. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, suspending your disbelief for the relative realism, uh, I think is critical to even being able to attempt the game. But I, I think they, and we'll get back on track in a second. Uh, but I agree with you that they, they make it clear right off the bat because very early in the game, like mysticism kind of gets involved. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's easier to remember this is not a real place when there's like vague magic powers that also exist. Right. And it's like, Oh, this is, so the the legal system being weird is not the most unrealistic thing here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and actually, I do have a note on on the the how the type of fantasy plays into that, but that's that's for later. Yeah, you do your thing. Um, do you have any nostalgia goggles experience for this? Yeah. So um, not for the game, no. But I do actually have substantial nostalgia goggles, and I went and looked a little bit of it up, and I didn't watch as much as I wanted to. But uh, for Phoenix Wrong which was the, I think it was on E-Bombs World, like back in the day. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it was, somebody did took Phoenix Wright and just re-edited it to be kind of like a, you know, jokey back and forth. And I loved that. And I was like, you know, somebody somebody would tell me, oh, this is from a video game. I was like, eh, I don't care. You know, just, but that I'm is the only... Just here for the lulls. Yeah, that, that is the only... So, I mean, which is weird because... It, it, unlike in an actual video game where I would say that gives me no real information other than like just who who is Samus, right? Um, it, because they stayed relatively true to the characters, it was kind of like, and this is a visual novel, it was more like somebody said, oh man, what's your, uh, what's your nostalgia goggles for Dragon Ball Z? And it's like, never saw it. Watched a lot of DBZ Abridged though, you know? And it's like, right. Yeah, you so, saw fan you know, works. I, yeah, right. So, so you know, it's like, do, do you know Phoenix, right? No, but I, I got the... <laughs> I was watching Malak last night. The sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's... 
something I'm going to have to look up after this for one. Uh, <laughs> but for another, I do think you're right that like, if you go find a bunch of parody, you know, like Mario YouTube videos, they would not tell you what it's like to play a Mario game, right? Not even a little bit, but for this kind of, <laughs> it yeah, actually right? <laughs> does sort of give you a vague idea. Um, so I, uh, I'd never played these games when they were new. Um, I was always really curious about them and I was, uh, like three years ago, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I finished a game, uh, on stream and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to play next. Like I've already finished the game we're playing for nostalgia goggles. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to play next. And, uh, somebody in chat was just like, Oh, you should, uh, you, sh- you should play as attorney. And I was like, oh, I've always been kind of curious about that. And he was like, Sounds like you should probably just play as Tony. Challenge accepted. So yeah, actually, right. I I played through the entire first game somewhat recently, like in the in the last few years. Um, and then recently, uh, in in our Discord, uh, we were talking with somebody, and they were like, "You you 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 guys should review Ace Attorney." And I, I finally was like, "Yes, I think we should." And I'm pretty sure this year it just technically slid into legitimacy, <laughs> um, so that that timing kind of worked out perfectly. Uh, but I guess I also came to this through memes, and then just just barely also played it before now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, shill. Oh, we shall shill. Uh, yes. If you like what we're doing, you should subscribe to the show. You should go uh, leave us a rating and review. You should follow us on the Twitters and come watch me play these games on Twitch. Uh, all these links are in the show notes. Um, if you want to give us a request, uh, that is how we're going to start choosing games um, pretty much exclusively from now on. So we've got a nice little backlog of requests. Um, so go give us more interesting games to play. Don't don't pick anything dumb. Don't pick your stupid like us oh, for like an obscure European computer. No one's ever heard of. Don't don't be don't be a jackass. Um, it's got to <laughs> it's got to be. I'd say you should have nostalgia for it. Right. Right. That, that's a good requirement. Well, and, and, and when you say you have nostalgia for it, take a deep breath and think if you would still want to have a conversation with the version <laughs> of you that has nostalgia for it. And if the answer is no, you don't like that person anymore, then they'll do that to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that asterisk. <laughs> Um, you know what it is? That's a clarification, right? Right. It's, there's the, the, the right, you know, in the bill of rights, there's the, like the TLDR version and then like the explanation part. Um, yeah, exactly. I think if you want to go above and beyond, what you can do is, uh, actually just make a recommendation to a friend, find a game that, you know, they love, send them that episode and then they'll be addicted. And we'll have them. Uh, if you want to go really crazy, you can join us on Patreon and support us there. And everybody at all levels gets the after show. Uh, all the historical after shows are also available. So you can go back through all the after shows we've already done. Uh, and if you support us at a high enough level, you can actually get your name shouted out. So first, we need to thank our 8-bit classics, Jacob. A gregarious Dick Gumshoe. Jason. A sage Mia Fey. John. A nervous Maya Fey. Kevin. A toadying Frank Sawit. And Yarno. A vision-impaired Godot. And our 16-bit hero, Michael. A phonetically powerful Phoenix. Do not tell me you're just going to say Phoenix right for the last person. Objection! I'm allowed to say whichever names I want to. We, we, we plan that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. Who's Michael? <laughs> Let him get the whole thing in case he wants to clip it. <laughs> a phonetically powerful phoenix right <laughs> yay
That's still uh, fun. It's, I don't care. Yeah. It's it's really fun. Um, yeah. I don't know where else to insert this. So as we are going into audiovisual, I'm just gonna say right now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I like, to, I like to insert things. And I don't always know where to insert them. What is funny about this? I a man, like to insert things. Don't always know where to insert them. Get a lot yeah. of enjoyment out of inserting them. I yeah, should no. really stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the clip that we, we you know, the 30 second clip that we post on Twitter. Um, uh, <laughs> there is a website that you might yes. get some enjoyment out of since you used to watch Phoenix wrong called objection.lol. I will put a link to this in the show notes and it is just a tool for making scenes with the Phoenix right animation and sound effects. You can set delays on the animations and the music. It's actually surprisingly robust. Uh, by the time this episode is going out, I will have posted on our Twitter account a promo for this episode made using objection.lol. It's very cute. It's a lot of fun. Um, so that brings us to the audiovisual. Uh, the reason somebody can make a tool like that is because the animation in this is not like it's not animated. It's basically static images shown at a couple of frames per second. Sometimes not even that. The The only thing that moves with any like rapidity would be like the, the lip flaps when someone's talking or but, like sweating, stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, yeah, really subtle things. But no one ever walks down the street. No one ever like bends over, picks something up and then places it down on the counter, right? Like everything is basically static image to static image to static image. Uh, which is a big part of the reason why going from the Game Boy Advance all the way to the PS5 is not like, oh, but how can both of them talk about the visuals? Because I actually played this on a DS, so I had the the original American visuals. Um, but it looks great. It's such a simplistic anime art style. Every character is full of character. Every The, the little bit of movement that they have is um, not only unique to each character, but also like bursting with personality. Like it's weird to say that this game has better graphics than some other games we've played when it is essentially a flip book well but i think that it doesn't necessarily have better graphics it has a better visual aesthetic right yeah it has better art exactly right because that's the thing is that what they do is and i couldn't i couldn't find the actual word for it but is is it is just going between still to still to still which is kind of like storyboarding you know where it's just you know this is the emotion that this person is feeling right now. So therefore this is the the image that we're going to use. And then they switch to this and then they, you know, and so, um, and, and actually I remember seeing a video where they say, that's what good animation does is you pick like, like if you look at Steven universe, you know, you, you see he hits several different poses as he's talking. The difference is they just animate the motion in between. They don't do that here. You know, they just go between Phoenix, Wright Like internal monologue of like sweating it when he's actually sweating and looks, you know, terrible. And then he goes, wait, no, I've got it. And he slams the table and says, no, this is what's going on, you know? Um, yeah, no, it's great. And 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 also, um, so the, I agree with you, very anime animations. Um, and all of the animations are, in, to your point, incredibly unique. At no point is it just like, oh, well, that's the same thing that Phoenix Wright does. Just, you know, it's whatever it's Miles Edgeworth doing Different colors, it. yeah, none of that. Right, there's no, no palette swapping, right? To the point where... There's no audio for the for the, the the voices, right? It's just text, you know. 
but I could hear audio because the characterization is so strong. Yes, a Phoenix Wright sounded like me, you, kind of an everyman, right? But Miles Edgeworth sounded like a prick, you know? Because <laughs> every time you'd say a thing, he'd like waggle his little finger at you and had that just eating grin on his face and you know be like oh well the thing you forgot is i'm like oh my god you're such a tool you know (laughs) so i I don't want to break my arm pat myself on the back here but because i streamed this game i actually uh custom i had to voice act the entire game right nice it's like a 15 hour game all said and done and that's if you're (laughs) like decent at the puzzles and i got stuck a few times there's a fairly decent sized cast of characters, young, old men, women, kids, right? So like it's it's hard, but I, I, I wanna, you know, without going through the entire cast, do you think you could do like your impression of like what Miles sounded like in your head? Because Phoenix, of course, sounds like you, right? Right. Right. Yeah, so like you were the main character. Yeah. Uh what what did Miles sound like to you? He he sounded uh kind of like the, you know, Oh, but there's one thing you didn't consider, Phoenix, is this thing that I'm about to just say, you know, like the, uh, it's the, you know, that's the only way you're going to get the antidote to the poison you just drank, (laughs) you know, like that, that is kind of stuffy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What was yours? Uh, So I did a similar temperament because I mean, how could you not? Um, (laughs) But with, with like a, uh, I was, I was trying to go for like a, a struggling to contain fury so like hmm. like a, an almost breathy like like phoenix how could you forget something so obvious yeah so that's that's a that's very sephiroth you know yes right and i mean it, the silver hair is even there right like he kind of yeah, has yeah. The, no, I, this before but, sephiroth moved into the military yeah so i think that, and that's interesting because <laughs> because like that's the and that shows kind of our background because you saw that and you saw sephiroth and you kind of went with that i saw like the that that pompey frilly thing you um, know uh is, is that an ascot would that count as an ascot i don't know man but that that yeah. i saw that and i was just like complete pompous dill you know <laughs> yeah. dink you know yeah um but yeah, I mean, like the the first lawyer that you you fight that's got the glasses, he kind of had like a uh, um, well, I, 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 excuse me, Your Honor, like I, I gotta do a, a, a thing here, you know, yes. like like that kind of yes, yeah. yeah, the the like uh, lame training lawyer, yeah, no, he yeah. definitely had like a yes, Your yeah, Honor, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. That's just this is what that guy sounds like, you know, um, and uh, like the, the the judge was very like you know, Phoenix right. If I have to tell you one more time to you know the. <laughs> Uh, so I I saved the the rubber rubber rubble for there's a guy who has like a handlebar mustache mm. and I was like he he needs the rubber rubber rubble like the the big barrel chested uh, the the judge had the same kind of thing but I, I was going for like he's trying to be respectable so I you know, really like rumbly but <laughs> but not not a blowhard more like a just like a big doofus yeah he, he sounded like actually to me he sounded like the judge from uh, Family Guy you know oh yeah 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 hear that but yeah but anyway so (laughs) so yes the the moral of the story being is that the characterization is visually so strong that two people who played it completely differently got the same character you know so uh because i mean basically we got the exact same voices for four out of three out of the four characters we just discussed and that ain't bad when i've decided that this game also has uh what i'm now going to call text acting so not voice acting right text acting because the 
you know, it's a, it's a visual novel. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of words. You're essentially reading a novella's worth of text and the, the way the text comes out, uh, the speed can vary tremendously. There's a noise, uh, that is played while text is being read out. And that noise gives you some tonality. So if Phoenix, you know, if, if, uh, like Maya is like, you know, yeah, you've got to do whatever Phoenix. And he's like panicked and the text comes out super fast. And instead of like, pop, 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 you hear right super fast. Like that tells you exactly how he would have said that because he's frazzled and he's nervous or he's excited if it's something positive. Right. So you, you get basically the, the characterization that comes through in the visuals uh, that still gives you that kind of like auditory sensation. You do get a little bit of the auditory sensation in the text noise to the point where since I was playing this on my DS, I was playing in like all different places. Uh, so sometimes when I had the sound down like really low, cause I couldn't have it up high or if I forgot my headphones or whatever, I was like, I I'm, I feel like I'm missing some of the emotion, not hearing the, the text acting and not hearing the music because a lot of tonality is conveyed through what seems like, relatively rudimentary sounds just like they convey so much character through incredibly rudimentary animations but text acting uh that is now trademarked unless that is an industry term in which case i'm just smart and already knew that industry term obviously um and so to to kind of also say not only do each of the characters have their own animation styles and all sorts of stuff they do have similar beats for each character which is to say that at a minimum each character has like the you know kind of very happy pleased with themselves or, or or even like nominal and then they all have the you dealt them damage not physical damage <laughs> verbal damage you know there's the you got them on the ropes animation you know so every time you'd see that be oh yeah no i got you that time you know um especially the uh the first guy the, the tutorial guy man he he, he starts falling apart really bad you know but yeah. even yeah, he, Edgeworth, he quickly goes through it so you can see him like confident unconfident like hurt and then like devastated yeah a complete mess um but i also uh um even edgeworth man every time he he slammed the desk and got like the wild eyes and stuff i was like yeah (laughs) screw you edgeworth i got you this time man so they all they all have they, they all have those similar beats which is nice so even though they do a lot of animation for characterization it still relays to you things are going your way or things are not going your way, you know, because sometimes to your point, there's a lot of text. And so if you're reading it, you might be like, right, yeah. And and to be fair, and we'll get into this a little bit more in the gameplay, sometimes some of the logical leaps that they're making eh, don't really make a whole lot of sense, some, right? So it's yeah, helpful some, to be some like... Some are rough. Yeah, so it's it's nice when you when it's just kind of like when Phoenix says, yes, and because of that reason, that's why I'm saying this thing. And you're like, is really that i'm not sure if that tracks but everybody else is like oh, how did you know that i'm like oh no okay cool everybody's buying it all right keep it rolling keep it going <laughs> which to be fair again like with the characterization in universe phoenix is often like uh i don't really have hard evidence but i can't just give up the trial because i know my client is innocent or i'm i'm not confident that w- you know whatever he just said is true so Yes, they do make you make a lot of intuitive leaps, but there's a little bit of a wink to camera of like, it's a game. Like, it's not always, you know, this is not you in university learning the Socratic method from Plato himself. Like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make some leaps. From Socrates, man. (laughs) You'd have student, right? Like, 
They were a okay, yeah. I just because because Socrates. <laughs> but you'd ideally learn the Socratic method, method from Socrates. Socrates. Yes, but he <laughs> did he take students or did he lecture and then his acolytes went on to teach his methods? I believe his acolytes like like ta- like like he he had the Socratic method right of of questioning. You but know, did he call it that? No, he didn't, but he <laughs> created it. So yes. I'm, just, I'm just saying that, you know, yeah, anyway, we're, yeah. we're backing into this from opposite directions. We, we, we are. And, it, and it's fine. But it's just funny. it's like, yeah, it's, it's not like learning the Socratic method from Plato. That just hit my ear really weird. You know, um, it's we trademarked learn, or if it's an industry term, I knew it. All along. We, we didn't learn Newtonian physics from Einstein. And it's like, you would have learned it from Newton, right? <laughs> if you could have to, if if you could have dinner with any person alive or dead, it would be uh, Ted Bundy dead. Um, so, <laughs> Is that American Dad? Uh, no, no. Actually, I, I changed the joke a little bit to make it apolitical, and it was John Oliver. Ah, so, fair. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay, so then uh, just a couple other, uh, uh, well, one other meaty thing. The music here is just amazing, man. So it's so good. It's really just, good. Yeah, I just really deeply enjoyed, and again, it's not one where I could immediately hum it to you, but I got genuinely excited to listen to listen to this game as I was playing it. You know, even, yeah, just, just great music. Um, so two things. One, uh, there is a, I'm sure it's a fan work, but there is an orchestral cover of the music from the first game, and it's excellent. I mean, the, this music is does not need any enhancement. It's just, it covers into orchestra instruments really well. Uh, and second, uh, in our uh, Discord, we were talking with uh, fellow podcaster Patrick from uh, the Retrospectives podcast that you guested on, uh, and he came and guested with us. And he used a phrase that I was like, oh, no, I just have to steal that wholesale, which was the music in this game is essential, right? It's because it doesn't just convey uh, the kind of like mood and tone of the game. Generally, it doesn't just convey information that you need mechanically. It doesn't just help direct your attention around the scene to know when like important things have happened. It's doing all of these things basically all of the time. So you can play this game with the sound off, but it is shocking how much harder it is when you don't have the musical cues. And there's also a lot of like little sound blips, right? Like when something surprising happens, it does the kind of like chime. I don't don't know. It's like a xylophone sort of noise. Um, When you uh, deal damage, right? It does the like thwack noise. Um, When there's uh, a, a, um, I guess it's like a, a fact or a, a piece of information that like you should take note of. Yes, the words are a different color, but it also does like a ding. Like there is a lot. Music drops out when you do certain right things. Music drops out when you do like you need to focus your attention. There is a lot of like being grabbed by the ears and essentially pointed in the right direction from the sound effects and from the music that the the puzzles are honestly harder like without those things because they are directing your attention like that was important i did that right i did that wrong yes no a hundred percent agreed and and yeah fortunately i never had the occasion to even try playing it with the sound off but when you mentioned that i was like yeah no it would be 
substantially harder. Um, just a couple of other uh, minor throwaway notes I've got. Uh, one is that um, I, I did like a lot of the uh, visuals, very reminiscent of a crime drama, most specifically like the typewriter doing the September 7th. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, they, again, it sets the tone, you know, where it's just kind of like, oh, right, we're doing a crime drama. Um, the spyglass, uh, when you're searching for stuff, has a little check mark on it when you've already pointed it at the thing, you know, um, which I just found helpful because when I'd be scanning through a room, I'd be like, did I, did I look at that before? And, you know, so just I'd, once I'd scan through, I'd kind of go through again and be like, yep, check, 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 check. Good. Um, the the final thing, and this is so nitpicky, but it was just, it was just weird to me is that the, the lawyers are viewed from the judge's seat, you know? So like, but then occasionally they'll give you a view of the courtroom from behind. From, yeah, from the back. Which switches the direction that the lawyers are facing in. Yeah. It just threw me every time, man. Yes, you know? every time. You're like, wait a minute, what am I doing over there? Yeah, that, that's not where I'm standing. I'm standing on the left. I, that's where I am. I'm on the left. And it's like, oh, no, because I'm looking at it from the judge's point of view. But then I'm also seeing the judge. I'm like, what? It, it was just a really weird choice. I'm like, why wouldn't you just keep it, flip it, you know, and just yeah why 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 was it done this way the the vast majority of the game essentially takes place from someone because the the lawyers so they use these terms consistently and i don't know if that was just to make things easier on the player or not but there's the prosecutor and the defense attorney and the defense attorney is the only one who ever gets called a lawyer right so I don't know if that matters or not, but prosecutors are not lawyers in this universe. So there's the prosecutor on one side, the lawyer on the other side, the judge, and then the witness stand is like in front of the judge. So the camera such that it is basically exists between the judge and the witness stand. And so it, it like turns, so to speak to like face each of those directions. And then that one wide shot from the back is disorienting. Cause you're like, well, the witness and the judge are where I expected them to be, but I'm not where I expected to be. And it's it's just one of those things where, and to your point, right, is 95% of the time it's taking place from that norm, normal camera angle. So, and again, this is just, this isn't an, an actual complaint. It's more like a, a, a huh. But it was like every single time it would give that wide panning shot, it, it was just, it was jarring every time because it's almost like they said like okay how long has it been since we've done that shot long enough that they've gotten used to it again you know because it had to be longer this time because otherwise you know they're starting to get used to it right so longer okay good now give them that shot okay now back to the it's like okay so you you see it more often if you suck because every time a, a verdict is declared it goes to the wide shot um so if you if you're terrible you would see the wide shot all the time so you must have been doing all right yeah, I was doing I was doing pretty good. Um <laughs> it actually leads me in uh, nicely into a gameplay note. Do you have anything else on visuals? Uh no, take it away. Yeah. So um no, I was doing pretty well because uh there it, in my experience there are actually two types of people. Those who can extrapolate given incomplete information. And I'll let the listeners do <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is one of the few like nerd jokes that I've seriously considered going like Oh, would I wear a t-shirt that has that printed on it? I really like this joke. <laughs> I really do. Well, and the really funny thing was that I, I, I love that joke too, because it, <laughs> because n- most of the time people go like, you say that and people look at you for a second and then, and then they get that clever feeling of like, Oh, I got the joke that you made. Ah, uh, you know, we're both smart. Right. Um, although one time I said to, uh, 
my mom was like, oh, man, I heard this great joke. You know, there are two types of people, those who can extrapolate given incomplete information and pause. And then she goes, and I went, oh, no. And those who can't. <laughs> <laughs> so and she was she was just tired and having an off day. But I yeah. was like, oh, no, <laughs> no. What what's sad about that is like. She accidentally made a considerably funnier moment. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, mom, I'm so sorry. I'm going to repeat this story. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, is is this this game is that, right? Where they say, you know, here's here's a, it's a puzzle game, right? Where they, they say, here are a bunch of pieces of the puzzle, right? And and for example, one of the things, and, and, and figuring out a puzzle is something our caveman brains absolutely love. You know, it, it, it gives you that endorphin drip like nobody, nothing else, right? And it's it's very similar to the same feeling that you get when you solve a puzzle in Portal, right? It, the mechanics behind it are different, but that feeling is the same, right? So in uh, when in the fir- in the first case when you know it says, oh well, Maya struck, uh, you know, like wrote out the name of the person. I'm like, oh, but she couldn't have because the coroner's report said that she died instantly. Yes, it and feels right when it's so good, yes, you feel like amazing. <laughs> so you know. That that is is what this story is, and it's it's a really interesting thing because you you're just sitting there, you're listening, you're paying attention, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, wait, you said this other thing. Now you walk away from it just like when you play Star Fox. You walk away from Star Fox thinking that you could actually be an F fifteen pilot, right? You <laughs> I'm can't. off to law school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this one makes you think like, oh, I could totally just walk into a courtroom right now and be a lawyer, and you can't. But it makes you feel like you can, and that's awesome. Yeah, and and they. I, I'm always super worried when we play a game that's like my first or one of my first in a genre, and I have a very positive overall experience because I'm like, do I like this game or do I like this genre? Do I like this game or do I like the genre? Because the uh, the puzzle solving moments are so emotionally reinforced by the characters because when you nail the guy who is trying to get maya's murder or uh mia's murderer off you're like no dude that's me like that's mia that's my mentor like she's amazing we were friends like you know your ass is going to jail right so it's like not (laughs) not only do you get the uh i solved a puzzle like click moment which feels great completely on its own but you also feel like you had a direct hand in the like narrative resolution of like the good guy won the day and got to walk free. The bad guy is going to jail for their terrible crime. Right. So there's, there's such a tight coupling of emotional catharsis and like, haha moment of solving the puzzle. That is, I, I can't imagine every like puzzly visual novel game achieves it this well right like just such a i care about these characters i want their lives to be successful i want the bad people to you know get bad punishments because they're bad people like it's just ooh, it's good because the, the 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 satisfying part of a puzzle is the aha moment when you put all the pieces together and you only have yourself to blame um as a, a very sage individual i think it was like <laughs> The Dalai Lama? Somebody like that said that. It I, was, I forget. I, it was no question the Dalai Lama. You have to think about this no further. <laughs> That's the, Just like the Dalai Lama says, don't think about it. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
I apologize for people who just had to like listen to me laugh on and off mic for what felt like 15 full seconds. But that is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. Just like the Dalai Lama said, don't think about it. It was me. I'm, I'm literally crying. Whew. Ah, good, good. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so one of the things that we talked about is that um, some of the uh, – it's difficult to divorce, though, uh, your own feeling of how legal procedurals work versus the way it works in this universe, right? Um, I don't think that – I wouldn't say that the game is lesser for it. It's because the game would, couldn't be what it is without it, right? You know, so if it if it was more realistic, it, it wouldn't be Phoenix Wright, right? But that being said, is that I think that the reason why that dissonance is so stark so much is because of the difference between high fantasy and low fantasy, right? So, um, and somebody... I don't know if this is the official formal definition, but somebody recently, and I've seen many people define it this way, and it's very helpful, which is high fantasy is when the entire world is made up, right? Low fantasy is when you take the existing world and you add some type of magic to it. Now, that magic can be science, right? Science magic, right? You know, But in low fantasy, you assume that the world works the way that you it should work except for these one or two exceptions, right? Vampires are, exist. There are werewolves, right? Um, high fantasy, your brain knows to kind of throw out most of what it knows because it's going to feed you. And then they've got to do a lot more legwork to feed you all of this additional information, right? So the upside to low fantasy is that, or um, low fantasy is that you don't have to do as much legwork in world building because you just assume it is our world with these exceptions. With high fantasy, you kind of have to have a Cimmerillion where it says, hey, here's, here's how this all works. I say all that to say, this is low fantasy, you know? So, but it seems like no fantasy initially, right? And then all of a sudden you find out, oh, ghosts are real and <laughs> this person's magic they're not crazy they're actually magic because when i when maya was first talking to me i'm like she i know that you showed me who the murderer is but she might also be crazy you know i'm just saying right. she thinks she talks to spirits and it's like no no that's real you know yeah and they they do um they do drip it out a little bit at first but then i think in in fairness to your assessment of low fantasy is to the best of my knowledge, it never goes beyond the like once they say this is the level of like magic that exists, they never then do the lazy thing and say, but other darker, older magic that allows not because I mean, it's a it's an anime story. So there's a lot of anime shenanigans, which I mean, I am 100 percent here for. But some people don't like that. One of the things I can't tolerate is when. They're like, these are the rules of magic in this universe, and this is how magic works. Whoops, wrote ourselves into a corner, and then the power of love and stardust made the magic work differently. But just this one time, we'll try not to write ourselves into that corner again. <laughs> like, that is very frustrating. And and they never do that. They're like, spirits exist. Certain people can channel those spirits. Occasionally, that makes court proceedings weird because that means you can literally talk to a murder victim sometimes. And like, but then they never go beyond that. Well, and and actually, and this is something we can say for, if not this after show and after show about uh, um, the difference between hard magic and soft magic, which uh, it plays in directly what you're talking about, because that's the thing is that when somebody says, I've got this hard magic system, except when I write myself into a corner, it would be like if in Full Metal Alchemist, you know, equivalent exchange always 
except for the one time when the hero's about to die and then they deus ex machina it right but so also though too is that this is like low fantasy but the weird thing is that part of the fantasy is how the legal system works you know and that's i think part of it as well is because again you you see you know a, a a defendant and a plaintiff and a prosecutor and a def- uh, defense attorney and, and all of these different normal normative trappings and then you know all of a sudden it's like and in this universe the defense attorney is free to poke around a crime scene and also you know just cast like, and, and also too apparently we're, we're in a legal system to where the defense attorney is given no prep time they just walk into court and yeah, are told to figure the it trial out. is always tomorrow and, yes. and even little things that you may not realize are part of like the American legal system, which is like you can't just enter a bunch of things into evidence during the right. middle of the trial, which happens constantly in this game because they I feel like what they did from like a, a narrative structure point is they figured out a bunch of things that are, for lack of a better term, like what are our locks and what are our keys? And one of the keys to unlocking parts of the story or arguments that Phoenix can make is evidence, right? Witnesses. Like it's a crime drama. So they had to say, all right, we need some flexibility with when those things can enter the story. Otherwise you will have to enter every trial. Cause it, it doesn't like an oscillating. So there's like trial, then investigation, then trial, then investigation, then trial. And it's usually about that many back and forths. And then there's multiple episodes across the game that are different trials. Um, if they could, if they had to give you a hundred percent of the information before every trial, that would probably be way too much or the puzzles would have to be nightmarishly simple. But by being able to introduce a surprise witness or surprise piece of evidence at the last second, it makes it so much easier to direct your attention to like, oh, this thing must be very important at this part of the discussion since it has just come up. Or this thing is going to be important in a minute because it seems to be completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but I can't let it like completely pop off my stack, right? So it's like they use what is essentially a completely insane legal system as a way to keep the story going. Absolutely. And that, and that's the thing is that I don't, I think that it is built the way it needs to be. It's just the, the, the big asterisk needs to be like Phoenix Wright attorney at law in the fantasy land of Phoenix Wright attorney <laughs> at law, right? Because there was one thing that, and, and honestly, if you look at it through the lens of how real is it and you just emotionally prepare that it won't be real, it actually adds an additional layer of joy to it. Because there were a couple of times when I was, laughing and and turning to megan and be like this isn't how this would work <laughs> like i remember at one point when i was talking to edgeworth right and and i i had uh whatever the the cutesy girl like on the ropes you know oh, and yeah. um uh april may april may jeez I, I just got that um they, so, they all, almost everybody has pun names there are lots of pun names right um but uh but then you know is it's like oh well i want to talk to the bellhop and uh you know edgeworth's like i'm not going to let you talk to the bellhop you know and he goes how about the it's you know my i have an objection about that and and before the judge can say whether how he rules on the objection edgeworth goes i will let you talk to the bellhop but if you don't get anything out of him then you have to accept a verdict of guilty i'm like i'm not 
allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> this person can go to jail. They, they would have to be the one to say, yes, I'm okay with that. And none of this is okay. You're not allowed to not have a witness because you've made some weird backdoor deal in front of all the, what the hell is happening? You know? And so again, so at that point I just turned to Megan, I'm like, this is, I mean, and again, what they're trying to do is set the stakes. Right. And so the thing is that you can't say, you know, well, mistrial all of this is a mistrial we're gonna have to redo this whole thing it's like no in this universe these are the stakes and deal with that you know so that that's the the thing that should any of our viewers go and play it you gotta <laughs> yeah you, you have lot, to you have to work at suspe- suspending disbelief it can be done but it's not just normal suspension of disbelief it's like tightrope level suspension of disbelief it's steve urkel suspenders suspension level of disbelief it's the golden gate bridge suspension of disbelief they do that was is that good. enough? Those, I mean, okay, that was, what, was that three or four? That was good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my work. <laughs> um, my one of my favorites uh, examples of what you're describing is, uh, from what I can tell, the detectives in this universe work for the prosecutors. Like, I know, right? Because yeah. they can, like, every time uh, Detective Dick Gumshoe, that was his voice. Um, yeah, yeah, because you know he says pal a lot. He's got kind of the scruffy beard. Um, so every time he uh, and he says chief a lot. Um, so like every time he would uh, screw something up, right? Miles and then you know later like the other prosecutors, like they will just threaten his salary to the point where it becomes like a running joke. And I was just like the first time I encountered that, I was like. That's a massive conflict of interest in your legal system. You all, the people investigating the crimes are employed by the people trying to get this person found guilty. So it's not about finding the correct verdict for them at all. It is about getting a guilty verdict. We all pat ourselves on the back and go home. Right. And and there's some, I mean, even in SVU, they kind of say like, oh, well, the, the police work with the prosecutors, you know, so they're, they're friends and the defense attorneys are the worst, you know, because they're getting... Yes, you're right. It is. I never thought of that, but it is the same kind of thing. But it's the same kind of thing logistically, but emotionally the reverse because the defense attorney is the hero. Right. Right. Yeah. So emotionally, it's the worst. It's reverse, but it's logistically the same. But I mean, even then, they're not saying, you know, like. The, the the prosecution's not saying, you know, well, you messed this up, McCoy, therefore I'm going to dock your salary unless you can get me a guilty verdict. And then, you know, I mean, because I mean, yeah, to your point, right, if, if suddenly somebody said to me, you know, if I come home and Megan, you know, is sitting there cooking dinner and, you know, my 2.5 children are, are, <laughs> are at the table, right, you know, and she goes like, how is work today, dear? Hey, just so you know, the mortgage payments due at the beginning of the month. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to lose my job if I don't get a guilty verdict maybe that's how evidence suddenly starts showing up at the crime scene you know i'm just saying that <laughs> a white picket fence how- isn't gonna pay for itself <laughs> <laughs> exactly um one of the things that the game does I think is really interesting, and I can't speak to whether or not this continues to happen, but it happened for as far as I got, is that they generally show you who the the villain is, you know? Dude, so I, I have this in my notes as uh the player is prioritized over the character. You know things Phoenix doesn't know. And one of those things, as far as I can tell, is universally who the murderer is. Yeah. Right? Who did so, it? Yeah. So you you know things the character doesn't know and because of the way the mechanics are set up you have no way to convey that information to him right but it helps put you the player in the mindset because you know what direction you're trying to solve the puzzle in better than the characters actually do 
Yes, agreed. So, and and again, like that's nice because, for example, if you found Mia at the scene, right? And I think that, that this kind of the reason why they do this is to weirdly assist with cycle time. One of my favorite things, right? Is because. <laughs> Or, or it could be choice versus consequences, right? So let's say that you didn't know who the killer was. You show up, Mia's at the scene, Maya's at the scene, right? Blood scroll note with Maya's name on it, all of the evidence, right? And 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 she's like, I didn't do it. You, the player, might be like, I think you did it. You know, like, but you're supposed to be my defense attorney. It's like, but but does the game is the game going to punish me if I? find out she's innocent but she actually did it it's no you know who's innocent you know that you're on the right side of the law because you're a hero you know so you're they let you know don't ever doubt that because look we will show you the player that you're being a hero even though phoenix phoenix knows that his client's innocent because he has that wide-eyed you know oh of course my client's innocent kind of a thing right but it's like hey jaded audience who has lived life in the real world i need you to know that your client's innocent now let's move on because that's not part of the game you know and it's not critically it's not choose your own adventure it is a visual novel right like if you loved these characters but somehow derived no joy from the the puzzle solving like you're a sociopath i guess and you just don't see color in the world then (laughs) you could watch somebody play this or you know watch a a recording of it and get the exact same story because there is only the one story right that there you're not and there are actually other games uh like more modern games and maybe older games but there are more modern games in this style that try to not do that right depending on what evidence you find and what whatever you know who you interview and how you go through it you actually can get you know the big air quotes wrong person found guilty or the the guilty party found innocent on purpose or whatever so like they've they've tried to do a little bit more freedom in the mechanics this game is not trying to do that there is a story there is one right way to you know you read the book cover to cover and you get the you know i get the same whodunit that you get um but they are able to do things with characterization that I don't think you can do when you have to say like, well, we're going to have like a million billion branching paths and, and it could end up who knows any number of different ways because those things can be very satisfying in their own right. Don't get me wrong, but like there's a certain amount of cohesive use. You just by definition can't have because how, how would you have, how can a straight line, how can a branching path be as straight as a straight line? Like straight line will always be the straightest line. <laughs> Right. Uh, but can you draw the line in the shape of a bird? Um, <laughs> I need so actually, I need a red line, but drawn with blue ink. <laughs> oh, God. I showed that, 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 mo- that video actually to my QA team and watched their souls explode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've been in this meeting. I'm like, I know you have, friend. Know. That's why brother. we're here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, and so actually to your point, right, is that uh, this... This game is to like storytelling as so so like you said like it's it's a it's a linear narrative thing like this is the Castlevania of storytelling right like in the fact that Castlevania is a 
one directional platformer, right? Ah, you know, you're yes. going in one direction, right? As opposed to some of the newer Castlevanias where it says, like, you could come from any direction at any time. You know, you're going to have to backtrack a lot. There's going to be all this, you know, opening. And that and that game is fun in its own right, but it is completely different in the way that you have to approach it. So for this one, so if somebody said, you know, oh, it'd be really cool if in Phoenix Wright if they had, like, many different endings. It's like, no, it wouldn't because it would be a different game, you know, and, 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 and thus not as good you know it'd be like saying you know well i like olives and i like ice cream put your hands together <laughs> no no nope. those are two different things you know um one of the things that uh i, I just I, I wrote a note about which is um we gotta talk about a four-letter word it's called tone um <laughs> which is and and i i didn't find this this bothersome because i mean the whole game is charming as hell right but the tone's all over the place man you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because it, yeah. it's like, you know, the, you, you, your your best friend comes in and he's like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm on trial for murder. You're going to help me, Phoenix. And it's like, all right, man, let's like do this thing. It's like, oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like someone has died, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and, and so it's just weird that you're dealing primarily with, you know, not with, you know, missing property or B&Es or anything like that. It's all like murder, you know. And so... But then it's it's zany anime hijinks, and I'm like these these two. I I and to me because of the the way it flowed, I tended to take it very lightheartedly, and then occasionally I'd be like, oh right, somebody died, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then- <laughs> yeah. I I think the way they deliver the story and the way the characters are written and performed, I think it's that it that's what they expect to be your steady state. Your steady state is. You know, Phoenix Wright, you know, gonna gonna get the bad guy and maybe not constantly thinking about what you're getting the bad guy for. Right. right. <laughs> and then yeah. like you occasionally spike into like, right, my friend is dead or like, right, somebody's friend is dead. Like somebody's, you know, like there's because it, it's just all murder. Like there's five cases and there's just murder all the way down. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the stakes are serious right either a murderer goes free or a murderer goes to jail like the, it's a fairly serious thing when you you think about it that way and yet just every character is just full of levity in the situation they never make light of the situation right no one ever makes light of the murder but it's like the whole world is just sort of silly yeah where it's like you know uh april may when she's just kind of like oh don't you think i'm cute to he and it's just kind of like you, you how often are you on trial for murder you know like <laughs> or are you a witness for murder you know it's 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 like the uh, john mulaney bit where it's just like you know the guy who refuses to stop unloading crates it's like you know the the murder police are here why are you so calm about this <laughs> yeah. so, so yes yeah, so i did think that the, the the tone was a little all over the place again it, it's it how do you deal with the fact that the entire game is supposed to be kind of zany fun actiony right uh and and but you're dealing with murder the whole time the answer is don't think about it morty you know i mean basically like they are they feed you silly shenanigans in the form of characters ridiculous things happening to you or around you so much that i it would be insane to talk to the the director of this game or the lead designer and have them be like yeah it's just always really bothered me that people didn't take phoenix Wright as seriously as i meant for them to and it's like huh like like, (laughs) no that no one could possibly have that reading of this game and i think that's 
it's intentional. Like this, I believe very much that this is the game they wanted to make. And cause I mean, there's a, a sprawling series that as far as I know is all pretty much the same, more of the same. Right. So like, obviously they're, they're continuing to go to bat and either hit home runs or they're trying to miss and they're hitting home runs and everybody in the stands is like, yay. And they're like, oh, that's not what I'm trying to do, but whatever. So they're, you know, what the blind squirrel, as you like to say, um, I don't think this game falls all the, like it is silly, but still like not for children because not only is murder the subject matter most of the time, but like, sometimes uh, it, more mature themes are also involved, right? Like in some of the later stories, like additional mature themes are involved in a way that are not silly or funny. Like it's relevant to this character and like why they're behaving the way they are that this like horrible tragedy happened. And so you need to know that when they are on the witness stand, because please don't bring up the horrible tragedy, right? Not directly related to the case, but it's related to the character who's related to the case. So like it's, it's more um, like Simpsons family guy, Rick and Morty, like it's animation, but it is not for children, right? It's adult animation or, or old, older teens could easily play this, but like you would not put this game in front of a kid whose age you measured with a single digit number. No, agree completely. And actually this, this kind of is, is slightly tangentially related to a conversation I literally had earlier today, which was about um, Lovecraft, Lovecraftian horror and Lovecraft. Right. And uh, it was funny because the person I was talking to said like, have you heard of Lovecraft? I'm like, I'm familiar. Yes. You know? And so, uh, um, he said, uh, yeah, I went back and, and read Call of Cthulhu and um, some pretty racist stuff in there. And I was like, <laughs> and, and he said, like, but, you know, it's because of when it was written. It was written in like the early 1900s, you know, back when that was just commonplace. Right. And so he, he said, like, what is your thoughts on like that type of book? Like, how should we as a culture handle that? Right. Because some people would say, like, well, that has, you know, racist stuff in there. So we should toss it. Right. And my answer was, well, I think that, um, you know, that we should continue to keep it because it is a great exemplar of a type of media, but we need to be very careful with the way that, that it handles, you know, in this area. And he said, so basically that what somebody else had said, which is we should age up the people who are supposed to be reading it, right? So whereas in order to understand and, and, and feel out the Lovecraftian themes, you could be 12, let's just say. But due to the racial tones in it, maybe wait until you're 14 to start assigning this in schools because you also need to deal with this asterisk in it as well, you know? So the same thing here where it's just kind of like, you know, all right, well, uh, to your point, right, is that it's like, oh, well, well, is it a game for kids? It's like, yeah, most of it's like fun and it's logic puzzles. And so the, mechanically it's fine. Uh, none of the words are insanely complicated, you know, so this is probably one that Teddy would be a little bit young for, but Emily could ostensibly play, right? Um, you know, a nine-year-old, right, a 10-year-old. But but uh, the themes in there are such that you're like, eh, no, I'm not going to do that. And, and actually, I spoke to Megan recently uh, when I was looking for a game for Teddy to play, and she said, he can't play that. It's rated T for scene. I'm like, yeah, but it's just for, um, you know, like fantasy violence and this other thing. I'm like, that's not, I'm not worried about that, you know? So, but if it says, you know, in it for swearing or something like that, I'd be like, eh, you know, I'm not going to do that. M for mature is off the table. E for everyone is always, you know, but teen, it's like, eh, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, depends yeah. on what it's for. Yeah. Why, why T for teen? Because I, I feel the same way about, uh, anytime I watch, especially older movies that they've now had to like apply 
modern standards do. So like you stream something on, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus, whatever. And it's like, you know, uh, you know, parent advisory. Cause they don't always give it. They don't always go back and give it a rating, but they will tell you like what it contains. And it's like parent advisory smoking. And it's like, Oh, Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess some people are like so concerned about their kids smoking that like any positive depiction of smoking would be unacceptable to them. But like, no, I actually don't care about that. I, I know my kids hate smoking because I constantly talk about how much I hate smoking anytime anyone is smoking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I, I, I agree with you with the, uh, the theming. Uh, we kind of touched on this, but uh, so to your point, it's a visual novel, right? Um, th- this this game hit an interesting place for me because um, it's not as engaging as say uh, Mario or even like darkest dungeon, right? Where, you know, you, you, you're having to crunch numbers, you know, be engaged even with like the second to second gameplay. Right. Um, But it's not, it, it's not a book or a TV show where you can zone out a little bit more. You know, you, you still have to pay attention because you are going to be forced to make decisions. Like eventually there's going to be somebody who says you were paying attention, right? Cause I got a question for you. And if you answer this question wrong, it's game over, man. There, there will be a test. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it was weird because when I was playing it at one point, it, I had to be in the right mindset to play the game because at one point I was playing it and then I started to get tired. And then I noticed that I would, I, I hit that point when I would be watching TV where I can still watch TV. I could still watch SVU and, and, and be enjoying it. Right. But I was like, I'm, I'm not sure that I caught everything, the important things of what that person just said. I should stop playing this game because I've gotten to the point where I'm just kind of like half listening, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's just kind of, uh, it, Again, this being the, my first foray into this genre was a weird place for me to be like, oh, this isn't, it isn't a TV show and it isn't quite a video game. It is somewhere in between. And I've got to modulate my brain to know when I need to stop playing this game, you know? So I had a similar experience, but for me, it manifested through the lens of uh, what I think we have often referred to in the past as a snackability. And I found that to be fascinating for this game or any game like this in particular because uh, i played this on a ds right which is how it came to america originally you played on a ps5 a thing that those consoles can do that say like the super nintendo could not do or the original playstation could not do is uh suspend play and so if you are playing this game and you are deeply engaged and then you hear a loud bang upstairs where like your children are playing or you think like, ah, I'm going to sneak in a few minutes like between a meeting or something. And then you are called away for let's say more than a couple of minutes and you lose the thread. There's no way to like go back through the conversation. So if you're in the middle of a trial and you close your DS and walk away for 10 minutes and then come back and you're like, Oh crap. What were we talking about? Because there's a really good chance that the line of dialogue that you have now forgotten forever was very carefully written with words specifically highlighted and delivered through text acting and, you know, specific animations and the body postures and stuff to key you into a certain thing as being relevant to solve the puzzle that, you know, like we said, you're, there's going to be a test. And so I actually found 
not only did I need to be in the right mentality, but I needed to have what I believed was a sufficient amount of time because you really do not want to just bail in the middle of witness testimony. Like you really do not want to just bail in the middle of uh, like the conversations that happen during a trial. Bailing in the middle of an investigation is actually pretty acceptable because you can't fail an investigation until you have clicked on all the right clicks and talked to all the right talks. Then like you cannot finish the investigation prematurely. You must leave with all of the information having been accessed. It doesn't mean you internalized or understood any of it, but it is impossible to be like, oh, well, I was never going to win. I left a clue at the crime scene. Like that literally can't happen, which is great. Um, but in the, in the trial, if somebody says something during, because in the witness uh, testimony cross-examination, you can scroll back and forth. But if there was a key clue during like Miles and Phoenix arguing with each other before the witness testimony and you you were like mashing through that like that clue is now gone so <laughs> so i i agree with you like you need to be fairly engaged given the amount of actual like skill and attention it requires from you physically like it's all mental mental presence um but also like you need to say okay i'm going to give the, you know if this this witness testimony would take, you know, five minutes or 10 minutes for me to do the back and forth and figure out this puzzle. Like then I need to be able to give it all 10 of those minutes at once. Unless you're like some kind of crime fighting super genius. I struggled with walking away and then coming back. I'm the knight. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. I, I think that, that again, and this is not uncommon in a lot of video games, especially in older video games, where it's it's how long do you have to play it in order to get a satisfying experience, you know? So take Darkest Dungeon, for example, because I've been p- playing a lot of that recently. Um, no yeah, they have, yeah. yeah, they have um, uh, short dungeons, medium dungeons, and long dungeons, you know? So a short dungeon takes about 15 minutes, medium dungeon takes about 20 minutes, half an hour, and long dungeon takes about 45 minutes, right? So they, but the thing is that, um, if you get into the dungeon, that's about how long you're signing on for. So if you got five minutes to play that video game, it's 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 a non-starter. But that game, just like many games nowadays, is made with the idea that um, most of the people that play video games do have lives, right? They're not kids, you know. So yeah, there may be a situation where all of a sudden, like last night, <laughs> the the game was was playing, and both Meg and I said, "Is that do you, is that the game or is that Teddy?" And we're like, hang on. And so I, I I stopped it and then went upstairs and, and yeah, Teddy was crying, you know. So I was like, oh, and so I I dealt with that for half an hour, right? You know, but uh but yeah, I mean like the games need to be able to do that. This game, because of when it was made and who the target audience was, they were like, Yeah, no, I mean, if you're gonna sit down and play video games, video games are like a movie, you know, you sit See, down for but that's two hours. The crazy thing is when this game was made, it was made for a portable system, and portable systems have suspend. Like that mm-hmm. was exactly what made me go like, huh. Because when they ported this to consoles and PC, right? Like by the time they did that, we lived in an era where consoles also had suspend. But I mean, you could snap your Nintendo DS shut at any given goddamn moment, no matter what's happening, and then pop it back open. And it springs right back to life. It's fantastic. But they made this game knowing that the technology supported that. And I wonder if they thought you know but don't like maybe <laughs> maybe don't use one of the most attractive features of the console because at that time regular you know like a you know plug into the wall consoles could not be suspended so i was just like huh huh like i, I mean it's you know what can you do about it it's like you're not going to put a big warning on screen all the time or something stupid but i just i was like weird that's that's kind of weird 
you know, I wonder if maybe they approached it from like the idea of like, oh, it's a visual novel. So just like with a book, you know, you can close it at any time and then you open it back up and pick back up. You know, it's, it's just like a book. Right. But a book doesn't ask you questions at the end, yeah. you and, know, and and you don't typically stop a book in the middle of a sentence. So right. So maybe they are just expecting you to say like, yeah, you can stop whenever you want, but probably wait till you're at least at the end of a paragraph, if not the end of a chapter. Right. And and also, too, I think the important thing about a book that this game doesn't do is that, you know, when you open it up and you're like, where was I? You can just flip back a couple of pages and reread. This this game does not afford you that. But I could absolutely see somebody saying, you know, oh, uh, how, how's this game do as far as portability? It's like, oh, it's got a suspend function. You just close the thing and you're done. Right. And it's like, oh, well, is that going to you think it's going to be a problem with the narrative? It's like, no, I mean, it's not a problem with books, you know. And, oh, OK, <laughs> that, so that that's that all is I needed. It. That is a fantastic lead into cycle time because you can't fail an investigation, right? As far as I know, maybe in the later games you can fail an investigation, but you cannot fail an investigation in in the first game. So the only time you can lose and have to load your save is during a trial if you get the guilty verdict for the client you're defending. Um that can happen if you make certain wrong choices, but usually it's because like you had too many strikes. What do you have? Is it five, six strikes? Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. So you're, if you lose all your hit points, essentially, if you're too dumb for the judge, he's just like, forget it. I've heard enough. He's guilty. And that, that's the Which end is, of it. And just wild, you know, <laughs> totally wild. Um, like, like, really I don't know, I'm sick. I'm sick of this lawyer defending this person. So I'm going to punish the person they're defending. Pre- yeah. Yes. That is pretty much exactly what's happening. Um, <laughs> But the uh, the way the game works, it only prompts you to actually save the game because it's a long game. It's like a 15, 20 hour game, depending on how you play it. So it only prompts you to save the game if you are between sections. So after an investigation, you get prompted to save. After a trial, you get, well, a day of trial, you get prompted to save, right? But... The truth is you can actually press start or at least start on the DS. You can press start at any moment and choose to save your game, right? And if you do that during a trial, it loads up literally exactly where you were when you saved it, which sounds super convenient until you re-listen to the last couple minutes where we were talking about you may now forever be cut off from critical information. So if you lose during a trial and you're using just the game forced saves then you go back to the beginning of the trial which tremendously extends your cycle time but it guarantees as i have always said like with cycle you know my view on cycle time is like hey champ you missed something go all the way back because we know when you came into the trial you had all the information you had all the evidence collected so you must have missed something during the trial where you didn't try the right piece of evidence or press on the right you know piece of witness testimony but if you if you rely on that, if you're like, well, I guess I have to start the whole level over because I must have missed something. It's like some of the trials take like an appreciable amount of time. So your you know, 30 second cycle time, if you save right before you test a piece of evidence or you press on a, a certain piece of witness testimony can easily become 30 minute cycle time. If you are like, no, I'm just going to keep going until I get too many strikes and then I will start the whole trial over. So I because I got to the point where I was like, I have children, I have a job, like given my life, if I get stuck, I will give it a very honest try and then I will go to a guide. Like I can't have 
30, 45 minute cycle time. I, j- I just can't. It just does not work with my lifestyle. I don't have any guilty feelings about it. So like I was willing to go out to a guide when I had to. How did you feel about cycle time? Because I remember messaging you early in the play and I was like, just so you know, you could save during a trial. You may or may not care about that because the game doesn't tell you. Um, for, fortunately, I didn't have um, a whole lot of failure. And I know that sounds like me being an ass, but like I just didn't, you know, I didn't have too many times where like I I, I had to go back and restart. Um, what what I did have well, did, and you, is... So, why sorry, and, and this is not me trying to be an ass, but you you were not able to finish, correct? No, no, and, okay, and part it, of the there, reason there is a spike in puzzle difficulty. In, I mean, I'm not great at puzzles anyway, but it it does continue to spike up, right? And so, um, yeah, no, I I would be hardcore rubbing your face in it if I'd never if I you know <laughs> one shot no scope, you know, like, like, like no, I just went through the whole thing, never failed. Like what what's uh, it, it's Phoenix here? Wright Ace Attorney? Were you not an Ace Attorney? Were you were were you Phoenix wrong? Because I was only Phoenix Wright. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, I say all that to say uh, that um, no, what, what actually screwed me up, um, uh, and 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 was part of the reason why I didn't get as far as I'd like to, is because uh, it, it was even dumber than that. Which was that I um, got about halfway through the trial, and then life happened and turned the game off and then save. You know, oh. so yeah, because again, you get just so used to games like automatically saving or you know saving at a checkpoint or whatever that especially and part of the thing that, that hurt me on this was it was on the ps5 so i'm really used to that you know so i just especially because it does suspend until somebody else goes and plays another game you know so which is exactly what happened which is i, I was like oh yeah i'll come back to this and i hit you know playstation button turn the whole thing off and then it was uh kids only play video games on the weekend but that was on the thursday afternoon and then friday teddy came in and was like i want to play moving out which is a great game by the way and uh um you know just then on monday i was like okay i'm gonna sit down and play some more oh no <laughs> so um so yes yeah, so that that's actually what screwed me um and yeah it, it is it is very difficult with this one to kind of say you know Again, you can you could very easily save yourself into a corner, you know, where it's like you have now screwed up to the point where you're you're kind you're kind of hosed, right? Uh, in which case, then you'd have to go back to the auto save, right? But I mean, a lot of modern games handle that relatively well, where they kind of say like, okay, you you've now hit a checkpoint, you know, where you you've now gotten this far, and you know, you could, would you like to reload the checkpoint or would you like to take it from the beginning, you know? Um, and, and even what they could kind of do is kind of say uh, what would be interesting is that if you get a game over um, and let's say that you've hit a checkpoint or from where you say or wherever, right, is here is the percent likelihood of you being successful on this save. And whereas, <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah. saying where it's like, you know, like, like basically it is, if it's like you have already missed two out of the three critical clues, you have a 33 percent chance of success. Like you now have to hit everything correctly right as opposed to the the normal one where it's like you've got a 95 percent chance of success and you just see it whittle away right so um or something like that right uh i think would be helpful to to kind of clue you in on the fact that it's like because i think that would be good metagame knowledge as well to kind of say hey you 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 thought you were doing great champ you were actually pretty wildly screwing this one up so uh you know yeah. try again yeah. yeah you're you're one witness testimony in and you have one strike remaining you're not <laughs> maybe you're not as ace attorneying as you thought 
But uh, yeah, and and honestly, that's a that's kind of about all that I have. Um, one other kind of throwaway note that I had was uh, um, I liked the uh, dockets and evidence interface. I thought it was very nice, easy. Oh, easy the, to use the core record. Yeah. 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 You know, and um, also too, I just I just had this throwaway note, which was a uh, murder trial off the bat feels odd. You know, like yes, yeah, um, first first at bat. Yeah, just up at bat murder <laughs> trial for your best friend. It's like that. This feels like a a, a bad idea because what is it a a lawyer who represents himself has a fool for a client? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I. But but what I said though is that um. I do think that that you being the rookie coming in is great for the fish out of water aesthetic, right? So they're like, you know, hey, Phoenix, I'm telling Phoenix how to do these things because Phoenix, you, Phoenix, need to know how to do this, not the player. So that that kind of makes sense. But again, at, at the time when I took this notice, I was like, but does it have to be murder trial? And then I was like, oh, they're they're all murder trials. So yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, it does. Um, I have two quick things I want to mention uh, because the the controls are select things from menus um there there are a few times where it's not completely clear that like oh, i'm talking to this person i showed them this piece of evidence and now there's a new talk option most of the time it's very obvious but every once in a while i would miss one like just oh oh okay when i showed them this and they said oh that reminds me of a story i was supposed to go back into the talk menu and like then get that story and you kind of develop that muscle for like you know talk about everything show them as many things as you need to before you think they've they've kind of said what they need to say and the the green text you mentioned uh not only is that thematically there it also tells you if you are making progress because the green text with the date and time only appears if you are advancing the story if you just go back and forth between two locations and you don't advance the story in any way that green text will never show up again so it's like a it, it's kind of like a uh, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it's like, I know I'm going in the right direction because there's more enemies, right? It's like, I, I know I'm going in the right direction because there's more green text and typewriter sound effects, um, which I, I thought was kind of a cool, like subtle, like, okay, you did it. Like you have advanced the story. Um, the other thing I wanted to just make sure I gave a, a rare shout to, because I'm not sure we've ever had occasion to really praise this is uh, the translators, just amazing work. Absolutely phenomenal effort on the part of the translators because this game was written in Japanese for a Japanese audience, right? Which means all the humor and and the story and things like had to be keyed for that audience. And then when they localized it to America, they had to keep the Japanese stuff there because it's stupid to just like whitewash out all of the cultural things that they slipped in, even though this is not technically in Japan. Um, but they had to make sure... Th- the jokes make sense, but also the clues make sense and the hints make sense without completely changing the story. And to the best of my knowledge, they didn't change the story. Like we got the English version, right? The localized to America version of the exact same game that was in Japan. And that like, I don't know if we've ever played a game where that mattered so much. The way someone, (laughs) the way someone says a sentence, the, the word choice, you know, the order of the word sometimes even matters, like the exact time, the exact date, like all of these little details matter when you're talking about using them to solve logic puzzles. So just absolutely stellar work. There are every once in a while you encounter a typo, but it's like there's like a hundred thousand words in here. I can give, you know, an, an occasional break. Um, I think that might 
be every major thing I wanted to talk about. This game is is weird because there's so much content, but there's so little like game in its visual novelness, right? You don't have a hundred thousand different mechanics to tear apart, and yet when you're playing it, it feels like there's so much game. But it's like now that yes, it's actually very light on the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, did this game hold up? So not only did this game hold up, but I've been trying to decide when I was going to spring this on you. Um, so uh, I enjoyed this game so much that I just went ahead and kept playing the rest of the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have now played the entire second game and most of the third game. And I would have finished the third game ahead of recording, but I had to like do a big work project that took up a bunch of my time. So not only can I recommend this game, I can recommend the whole original trilogy. This game is fun on a bun. Like I just, I <laughs> love the characters. I love that like aha feeling, right? Like I, I nailed it. I got the puzzle. And the thing is, even when I had to go out to a guide and I was like, oh crap, I forgot something or I'm, I'm just not getting it right. Like even though this has my full attention, I'm just not putting it together. I just really didn't care because I was like, if I'm not getting the aha moment from the puzzle, I'm still getting the satisfaction of like doing right by the characters. And so, you know, you have like two, two intrinsic motivators, which is a lot of games can't even manage one. So <laughs> having, having two intrinsic motivators felt like really engrossing to me. So I would, yes, a hundred percent. No nostalgia goggles required. Like Play it on a, a original Game Boy if you speak Japanese or Game Boy Advance if you speak Japanese. Like play it on the the PS5 if you want to get the vectorized version of the graphics. Which personally I prefer the pixel art, but that's me. Um, it's just absolute fun on a button. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Same here. You know, no nostalgia goggles required. Um, it, yeah, it, the, the game's just fun. The 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 characters are fun. It's uh, it's enjoyable. Again, you know, the puzzles give you that nice aha feeling. Um, you know, it's it it, it basically co-sign everything you just said. It it doesn't um it doesn't try to be anything that's not. You know, it it doesn't try to be like, oh no, we're gonna treat these matters seriously. It's like no, it's just it's just a, it's just a fun trial game that happens to be about murder. And I think the main reason it's about murder is because that way you can't talk to the individual that like did the thing. You know, because it's like, well, we we need a mystery, but if if the per- you could just go talk to the person that doesn't help right um but yeah i mean like there's like a whole bunch of fun on fun things that this game does and it doesn't leave anything on the table right because this isn't phoenix left it's phoenix right the curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself the fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you've lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less on how you saved the day. 